the Portal Daily Podcast. An industry news catch-up. Find out what's making the headlines happening as you head home. Today is July 6, 2021. The Portal Daily for you, thanks to Industry Link Media. SRG Global announced its FY21 guidance and FY22 outlook this morning. The FY21 EBITDA is expected to be at the top end of previous guidance between $45 and $47 million, with a strong financial year for 21 operating cash flow as well. Net cash of $12.2 million from the FY20 net debt of $8.4 million. A strong margin performance with increased overall margins in the second half for SRG Global. And they've also shown that their long-term strategy is on track and they're well positioned for long-term sustainable growth. Lastly, the financial year EBITDA is expected to be 15% higher for 22 than for FY21 EBITDA results. Record full-year gold production was reported today for Remelius Resources of 272,109 ounces, whereas guidance was between 275 and 280,000 ounces. Remelius also advised the June quarterly gold production was just under guidance between 65 and 70,000 ounces of 61,840 ounces. Despite below guidance production for the June quarter with 61,840 ounces of gold, it produced a company record for the financial year, which is above the midpoint of the original guidance, and that was set at the start of the financial year. Group quarterly gold production of 61,840 ounces includes Mount Magnet and Vivian at 35,208 ounces, and Edna May, including Marta, of 26,632 ounces. According to Amelia, several minor issues had a cumulative effect on the gold production at the Edna May Production Centre in June, in particular numerous rainfall events in the region. It reduced haulage volumes from the MARTA operation and periodic personnel shortages impacted production from Edna May as well. And the COVID-19 related lockdown at the end of the month limited the company's ability to overachieve late in the quarter. Ore haulage from the Tampia gold mine to Edna May commenced on the 1st of July and the Tampia haul route is predominantly sealed, therefore uh, will be impacted less during a rain event than the MARTA route, which is on 100 kilometres of a gravel section. Our guest on the Portal Daily today is Dr Colin Rose. He's the chairman of Marmota Limited out of South Australia. Dr Rose, thanks for your time. It's great to hear of a South Australian explorer, particularly for our listeners. You have gold, copper and uranium, but can you let us know more about Marmota and the story about how it came about? Well, Marmota actually started life uh, as a uranium offshoot of a parent company, which was at the time called Monax. Uh, and today, that company has actually moved to uh, Western Australia as a company called Autoco. Uh, but in any event, we were a uranium explorer uh, and actually a very good uranium explorer, um, developing a chalk resource. Uh, at a place called Junction Dam, which is right next door to the Honeymoon Mine, which is one of only three uranium mines still permitted in Australia, mm-hmm. currently on care and maintenance. Uh, and then Fukushima happened, and I would say that Marmota, as a company which really saw itself as a uranium explorer, uh, notwithstanding it, it had a job resource by the fact that it was sort of building on what was happening next door at, at, at Honeymoon, and Honeymoon went into care and maintenance. Um, I would say that uh, Marmota also got kind of Fukushima in the process, um, and um, the company needed to find a new direction. And around 2015, um, I came along as chairman. I was also actually the, uh, the largest shareholder um, and was pushing the company to, to change its focus from just being uranium focused to 
um, taking on an interest in gold. And our, our real interest in gold started from the fact that the company had a really large land holding, which it had acquired around the Challenger gold mine uh, in South Australia, which it had actually acquired the ground for its, its, its uranium potential originally. Um, and there are these paleo channels that run underneath, which is a, an indicator of, of, uh, of, of some type of uranium being in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the real value um, was the fact that we had these tenements right next door to, to the thing called Challenger. Um, and Challenger was a mystery in itself because it had produced uh, something like a million ounces of gold, uh, starting with um, very high grades, very close to surface. But it never showed up on any of the standard tools that geologists use to find gold. You know, it, it, it didn't show up in gravity surveys and on magnetic surveys, and it was hidden uh, and pretty much protected from the last 150 years of, of prospectors coming around looking for gold over the area by quite a thin layer of cover, maybe you know five to ten meters of cover, uh, sometimes even less. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, it, it had remained hidden um, and produced really high grades uh, for something so close to surface. And when it started life, um, it was, I believe, listed as one of the lowest cost producers in the country at the time. So the fact that we had all these, these grounds nearby um, uh, made one think, I mean, if you were in WA, uh, if you had a million ounce gold mine, there would be a whole bunch of them right next door, you know, yep. like, you know, a whole cluster of them. And um, we became very interested in using the same techniques which were used to find Challenger to find essentially another Challenger or even another quarter Challenger or uh, whatever we could find would be delighted to find. And um, we got in, in fact, the same team uh, who designed the programs which were used to find Challenger, which is a thing called calcrete sampling, um, which is a little bit like a soil sample, um, and uh, started developing and following up on uh, some ground we already actually held at a place called a rural tank. Um, and we have now had, I think, eight programs at a rural tank. Every one of them has been a success. Uh, every program leads to it growing in size. And we have been getting really, I would have to say, um, you know, you, you, you somehow you, you form an expectation of, of what you think, you know, you might get and what a good result it is going to be. But, you know, we've now uh, on over four separate programs in four separate areas of the site uh, intersected more than 100 grams a ton um, over one meter interval. Um, very close to surface. By very close to surface, I mean all in open pitable depths. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, between some of them, 30 meters from surface; others, uh, maybe up to 60 or 70 meters from surface. Um, so it, it's very interesting for us. We don't know where it comes from yet, uh, and uh, in other words, whether to what extent it, it continues to depth and. Um, one of the roles of of the present uh, diamond drilling program is, is uh, you're always learning more every time you do more of these programs, provide structural information and, and so on. Uh, but it's very, very much the present program, which we've just begun yesterday, yep. uh, is, is very, very much focused on um, 
providing the information which is needed to follow the production pathway, to, to uh, design optimal pit walls, to uh, provide the density information which is needed for chalk studies and scoping studies, uh, and to, to try and get all of that. Um, I mean, there's so much to do to go into production, but to, to be kicking off those boxes, we've already done the ecological studies, um, and looking at water supply sources and, and things like that. So uh, it, it's, we, it's underway and uh, we, we're taking off those boxes um, with time. Lovely. Now, I know that it's a pretty tight market for assays and the like at the moment, but uh, do you have an expected timeline on some of those results? That is a very good question. Uh, <laughs> we, have, we have existing assays which we're still waiting for from some work uh, which we gave in, you know, no, normally we, we would hope for something like a three, four week turnaround. Mm. Um, and the labs in South Australia were so busy that they actually sent <laughs> the assays off to Western Australia to, to get completed. And we still haven't got them back. Um, so, um, but I, I would normally expect that, you know, within four, five, six weeks, something like that, we would, um, this, this program will take about a month to complete. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's slightly different as well because it's, it's diamond core and uh, the, the process of, of analysis um, is, is not the, the normal lab process because, uh, you know, they examine the core and, and um, so we'll have to see how we, we go through that process and which parts of it get sent in for, for analysis and the rest. It's it's interesting because Western Australia's um, results, getting those out of the lab at the moment, are delayed. And if South Australia are delaying them and sending them to Western Australia, you know that there's a fair <laughs> bit going on in South Australia at the moment. <laughs> yes, I think that's the case. <laughs> Dr. Rose, thank well, you very much for your time and, and great to hear more about uh, Marmota Limited as the chairman. Thanks very much for joining us on the portal daily, but also great to hear some of those uh, exploration updates that are coming out of that Aurora Tank uh, area. And obviously the future holds some, some very good basis for you moving forward. So thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you. In news this afternoon, the Reserve Bank of Australia have announced today that the official cash rate will be held at the record low of 0.1 of a percentage point as well. Gold at $1,802.50 US an ounce this afternoon, nickel at $8.38 US a pound and iron ore at $212.46 US a tonne. That is today's Portal Daily podcast for you. Don't forget you can subscribe to ensure that you get them first by subscribing. Hit up your subscribe tab right now on your podcast provider. The Portal Daily Podcast is driven by Industry Link Media.